Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here, as always, with my friend, Teresa. How are you, Teresa? Panda, come come with me on this word painting journey. Paint me a word picture, Tease. So you are in my bedroom. You are recording a podcast with your good, good, good pal, Panda. There's clothes on your desk because you never put away your clothes unless you have to. And your laptop is on your desk next to your microphone. And you are recording a podcast with your friend, Panda. And you are sweating your ass off because somebody decides not to put the air conditioning on when only one person is upstairs. And I am sweating to death right now. Summer loving happened so fast. (laughs) Summer loving had me a blast. But I mean, otherwise... Uh, other than being damp other than being a sweaty stinky little boy i am just doing my best um clearly a lot of stuff has been going on in the world may has ended off on a really sour note and june which is usually pride month is also not on a good note and i know for personal reasons we haven't been doing episodes because of all like personal shit that's been going on we've obviously like we didn't do it just like ooh, there's a revolution going on there's time for us not to make a podcast like clearly shit's going on we recognize that shit's going on it's just in our own personal lives we've been having some beef too so like i said as much as i can things are okay Okay, I guess, all things considered, in my small bubble. Um, How are you doing lately, my bud? Well, I am still, I am still in quarantine. I have still not left my house uh, (laughs) more than about, I would say, it would be generous to say 15 times. It's probably closer to like 11 times in the past five months or whatever, whatever, whatever month number we're in at this point because all time runs together but uh i've gotten to the point where i uh have made loaves of bread and the bread was pretty tasty yeah and i trimmed my own bangs today which was very scary but i did it (laughs) new quarantine level what's next um are you gonna bleach your eyebrows because a lot of people have been doing that is that a thing people are doing no i I don't intend to do anything with my eyebrows um a friend of the show i don't know han doesn't listen to the show i don't think but han is han doesn't listen to the show but is our friend han is our friend therefore han is friend of the show han's been all of our friends are friends of the show <laughs> yeah han's been dying their armpit hair <laughs> this whole quarantine Dang. because they're like well i don't have to go into work and like even if i did it's not like anybody would know that the librarian has green armpit hair and i'm like i would die for han and han only Oh, that's incredible. I love that. Yeah. I've never thought about dyeing my armpit hair. I was I actually was growing my armpit hair out there for a little bit during quarantine. I but I just that. like it got to the point where it was like it had just it had hit its limit. It was uh-huh. just it, it was just like a bush of hair at that point and we're still we're still in this mess. So I, I was like, uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna shave it off. My armpits are the only thing I do shave besides my head. So Yeah, my armpits are the only thing I shave. I don't yeah. I don't shave my legs or well, I occasionally get little 
little baby uh not beard hairs on my chin so i guess i shave those every once in a while i would pluck those but i'm not strong enough so yeah (laughs) i mean a lot of people know this about me so this isn't like any like surprising news but i am mixed blood um i'm southern italian and i technically i think uh spaniard is in there somewhere and cuban native and i have pcos technically so i have some you are a hairy baby i have some really dark and really thick hair on this body so but it does result in your beautiful eyebrows so i feel like the trade off is in your favor. Yeah, so I do. I've learned to pluck my face from a very young age. So I guess there's that. Once or twice, I did shave off my mustache, like as a twelve year old, and um, my mom found that out really fast. <laughs> so oh I got a pretty big uh, lecture as a twelve year old from it that one time. I was just like, "Well, waxing your eyebrows hurts, so why would I like suffer through this?" So I just shaved it. whoopsies so whatever i guess that's just how it is sometimes hair removal sucks yeah actually this may be tmi so actually no i'm not gonna tell the story never mind (laughs) never i'll I'll tell you after we record but you can save the the juicy hair removal (laughs) secret for after (laughs) the show yeah i will I don't know i guess here at the fresh podcast market we are a real podcast about fake podcasts and not about our body hair and i don't remember whose turn it is to go but i actually have a podcast idea lay it on me okay so i even thought of a name because wow yeah a whole package i know be proud of me for once i have an idea and i brought it home so in my notes i have a podcast called a new york 90 minutes and it is okay yeah and it's a review podcast about movies that take place in new york oh i kind of love this okay yeah and um so i i assume like new york natives or like new york transplants who have been living there for like a pretty long time would host this podcast and yeah they would talk about like uh, what did they get wrong about the city? Possibly what they did get right, even though not a whole lot of movies are filmed in New York City. How weird it is to see like the Twin Towers on stuff before 2001 and stuff. Places that like, even maybe like episodes where people like go to the places that aren't in movies and stuff like that. Like for instance, isn't it when Harry met Sally, the orgasm scene or whatever? Like that belly is real. Like that's a real yes. place in New York. So I I think it'd be really fun if it was a podcast that was like half New York tourism, half movie review. And like, you know how everybody says like a New York minute? I think yes. a New York 90 minutes would be really cute for a podcast idea since most movies are 90 minutes these days. I really love this, especially because like the majority of movies that are set in New York are not filmed in New York. Exactly. Whether it's like like maneuvering throughout the city or just like in what is supposed to be a New York apartment that is definitely not an apartment in New York City or not an apartment that in New York City that anyone can afford. <laughs> exactly. Unless you're like super bougie and rich. Like actually, for instance, um, episodes of Gossip Girl were filmed in the high school that my college roommate <laughs> went to. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And she grew up in Brooklyn. And uh, I believe the high school is, in fact, in Manhattan. So like, for instance, like Gossip Girl is in a movie, but the fact that you could recognize the packer prep chapel 
in episodes of Gossip Girl is really funny to me. <laughs> so like we would make fun of Gossip Girl all the time because a lot of the white girls who went to her high school were really easy to make fun of. So, That's so funny. Yeah. So like I would love to hear people from New York City rip on New York City movies. And like granted, I I go through New York a lot, but like at the end of the day, let's be real. I know jack shit about the city, despite showing people it around whoever comes out of state type deal. So we did get lost trying to get to Nintendo. So I I did have okay. So that was a meltdown November. <laughs> I I really had a fucking meltdown November that day. That was not one of my better moments. I will admit we made it though. I think we is did. the real important part is that we yeah. did in fact make it yeah hey i i did it i did it <laughs> and we had we had a new york pizza which wasn't and, good pizza unfortunately i, I mean i thought the pizza was like fine but i go. guess like pizza's pizza man like Amen. good pizza can get really good but like at the end of the day bad pizza is still just pizza this is the Fair. second time i've made this point on a podcast recently i love that I, though since the quarantine started i've official or since uh our hiatus started rather mm -hmm. i have joined officially another podcast i don't remember if i talked about it on here or not <laughs> no i don't think you did uh, i mean I'm, I'm an official member of the comics podcast oh is... wait yes you did you did talk about okay. this i didn't remember if i talked about that but yeah that's the other podcast where i talked about pizza recently i love that uh because at the time I feel about Pokemon is I know that the quality of Pokemon main series games is very important to a lot of people but for me like even bad Pokemon is still generally just Pokemon and so it's like fine like I'll that. play it I like Pokemon and so I'm willing to put up with not as fleshed out Pokemon games sometimes like i loved let's go pikachu and i will fully admit that it is like a bare bones of a pokemon game that is so valid i alone am now looking at movies that are set in new york so we have time out new york posted 100 what are some of your favorite movies that are set in new york black swan unfortunately why unfortunately because i know i shouldn't like it as much as i do fuck off like black swan is good it's good i really like it like i like it more than i want to admit i, I will admit i have not watched it in probably 10 years i watched it like two months ago <laughs> i i have been meaning to actually watch it again at some point soon because i finally watched perfect blue back in oh fuck yeah back in february so i've been wanting to do a black swan rewatch but uh, so i have, have not gotten to it yet but like black swan's good and like you know what it's fine to be invested in Black Swan because you want to see the sex scene between Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman. I think that's, that's totally valid. valid. I'm looking through other movies on this list and Ghostbusters is on there, but I think Ghostbusters is like the least acceptable New York movie. I also really like Midnight Cowboy, but I also wasn't alive in 1969, so can't relate to that. Is there a movie that comes to mind that is supposed to be set in New York, but like commits grievous offenses against the being set in New York? So uh, 
fortunately, like I was saying, I don't know New York well enough to have like a legitimate answer for that. Sure. Like I'll watch movies and I'm just kind of like, well, this clearly. I was more wondering if there's York, anything but... that you can think of. Um. Hmm. Hmm. But I hmm. let me get back to you on that. However, I did okay. also just remember another movie that's set in New York that I do really like. Um, Is it Escape from New York? No, that I did watch Sorry. that during quarantine, actually. Oh, yeah, I did because the Metal Gear Solid brainworms hit really hard. No, yeah, I did that. So what, did, what did you think of Escape from New York? I'm intensely curious. Awful. <laughs> it was so bad, but like. I kind of respect it in a weird way. Yeah? Yeah. I do really like Skate Kitchen, and Skate Kitchen is set kind of technically in Brooklyn. I don't know if I'm familiar with this at all. Oh, highly recommend, actually. It's a coming-of-age story that focuses on, I think she's, I don't, she clearly speaks, so she's clearly some form of Latino. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not specified, uh, where her parents are from but she is like a senior in high school or just graduated high school type deal and it's like the summer type deal and it's a coming of age thing but it's about an all-girl skate gang and she lives on long island while the rest of totally them- very interested yeah. and the rest of these girls live in the city so they all skate together in new york and they they call themselves skate kitchen they have an instagram group and stuff like that so it's about the five of these girls like hanging out and skating it's just about like the summer type deal cool yeah and i think it's really charming and hbo just made a series for it called betty so oh i heard of this yeah betty is what's based off of it so okay yeah i really like skate kitchen i think skate kitchen really shows an authentic look at teenagers in new york there's definitely been some moments while watching it that's like hey that reminds me of xyz that i saw while i was in the city type deal so stuff like that i think and let's be real there are so many fucking movies that are set in new york fictional new york real new york like actually here's a good answer to your question about movies that don't feel like they're set in new york at all fucking uh stupid ass fantastic beasts and where to find them even though they're set it's like set in the 30s or whatever that that's not new york you dumb bitch like that does not feel anything like new york to me at all i and like for instance like i watch gangs of new york like way more than i care to admit that i have type deal and like that feels more new york to me than fantastic beasts and where to find them but that's just moi tease i want you in rapid succession to name me a minimum of two crimes of grindelwald not re i i I want to specify i'm not asking you a question about harry potter i'm asking you to make up crimes crimes. of grindelwald right now that hair that mustache the end Uh, there you go being gay he's not allowed to be gay I said he's not allowed to be gay. And the council has spoken and we have evicted him from the community. He is not allowed. <laughs> he's <laughs> ugly. And well, actually, no. You shouldn't say somebody who's ugly can't be gay or else I'd be fucked. But he's just, first of all, I just have never liked Johnny Depp ever. Like, 
ever. So I did not want to see his ugly little face on the screen. Actually, just I'm going to say the, the official stance of this podcast is fuck Johnny Depp. I don't give a shit about any, any of the... Uh, like sure fuck Amber Heard too I don't give a yes, shit but like, say, like I know that he's now countersued her and they both sued each other and people are like oh well you should have believed Johnny Depp no they both are awful for each other they both abused each other how stupid do you have to be you are the only person who understands me Teresa thank you so much <laughs> like I guess respect Dude, fuck both of them thank two you. people can be bad thank you you can be like literally like there's no not like there's no innocent party in that relationship. Two people can suck at the same time Thank in you. different ways. And while I'm at it, you can be gay and you could suck too. <laughs> like we actually we took an official stance about this when we talked about Tiger King for the first time that sometimes gay yes. people can be bad. Yes. There's tons of awful gay people. <laughs> That's my stance. Yeah, like fr- fuck Brian Singer. Yeah. F- who else do I hate? Oh, I, we don't know if we have all that time. <laughs> I mean, kind of don't. Mm, I mean, this is an obvious one, but I feel like I can never truly trust Caitlyn Jenner because of her politics. But she's not gay. She's just transgender. No, I I think she is. I Or the last that I read was in a relationship with a woman. Qu- queen, I respect that. But also, like, fuck you, you know? I get, like, you know, for a lot of people, like... When you come out, the type, like, the the gender of person that you're most likely to date does not really change. Her girlfriend is 23. Ew, what? <laughs> okay, canceled again. Canceled? <laughs> this is over. Are they, are they married? Are they married? What? Are, I like the, I get in. I have such a pro, or I did it. Like this doesn't come up anymore, but I used to have such a problem because like there would be all this stuff that's like making fun of Caitlyn Jenner, and I'm like, that's fine if you're making fun of her like if for like all of the actual valid reasons, but like when you are making jokes that are also like transphobic on top of that, like just stop. There's so many other things to like make fun of her for agreed agreed and like i've been trying really hard not to make fun of people for facial features because like we don't know what people are insecure about personally other people and granted i just called johnny depp a little ugly man but he's ugly in his soul he's ugly in his soul he's a stinky ugly little man in his soul (laughs) and that is my stance as the official stance of the fresh podcast market we need like a stamp like do you have some say do you like we need do we need like an audio cue of like you know the like old time like stamp noise like when people stamp i don't have any other i i don't have many sound effects on hand but i do like, have you know talk- <laughs> Perfect. That, works. that works but yeah cool. gay people can be bad gay people can suck mega doo-doo so do you have any New York movies that you like that you'd want reviewed in the podcast? Do you have any ideas to 
piggyback off of? I see. I would have to think of like, I guess when a movie is set in New York, I do just assume most of the time that's not actually going to be filmed in New York. So Mm -hmm. that's not something that sticks out to me, especially because I haven't I've only been to New York City twice in my life. So it's not like I have a lot of experience with it. But like, I have similar feelings when it comes to like setting things in like louisiana or mississippi or alabama because these are places that i am a little more familiar with or like setting things in the south in general like Mm -hmm. i can't think of any specific examples of like things being like grossly misrepresented off the top of my head but like i know that if i sat and thought about it i could definitely Mm. definitely rattle some off great news ghostbusters was filmed in new york city wow we can stand ghostbusters i guess (laughs) we love it what about what about ghostbusters 2016 was that filmed in new york city i don't think so okay i I, i'm not sure i really wasn't paying attention because women that's fine (laughs) because women (laughs) but the sequel was also filmed in new york city apparently too actually here's one how do you feel about three billboards I didn't see it because I heard it was like cop apologia. So I avoided it despite the fact that my sister told me that she saw it and she thought it was really good. I mean, I so I saw it at a really sensitive time in my life. It was right as it was actually a fun sidebar story guys in march of 2017 my cousin passed tragically from a drug overdose so by the time that movie nominations for the oscars for 2018 came out it was getting close to the one-year anniversary and it was still a very um hard time to kind of wrestle with and deal with and all that jazz and um when three billboards was nominated for uh, best picture and the day that it the oscar nominations came out i actually it was a tuesday it was five dollar tuesday boys so um i went to the movies at like like one o'clock in the afternoon and went and saw it and i was like one out of four people in the movie theater type deal and i went to a movie theater that i usually don't go to that was like really far away and a little and really big and so i got to sit in this giant room by myself and to see a movie about somebody's child dying before them was really emotionally scarring for me i i mean no matter what the the plot is francis mcdormand really did a phenomenal job like a that's what i've heard such a strong like such a strong acting really liked it yeah but like I know a lot of people feel like it's really kind of like a Southern pandering film. I also haven't watched it in a minute. So like I probably should rewatch it and suffer. I think that's like the most recent Southern set movie. I could, that comes to mind immediately. From the way that people reacted to it, I can definitely like get that impression. Yeah. I just had, no interest in seeing respectable and i mean it's kind of like such a heavy topic too like why would you want to watch that as entertainment so i get it i've watched like so much shit 
this past month. Have I not watched anything set in the South recently? What have you been watching lately? Like I mentioned, I did watch Escape from New York, but that was like a month ago. This past week, I watched Baba Duke for the first time. And you did not enjoy it. I did not actually read your discussion with Annie in our uh, group chat because I was making dinner or something. I was in the middle of doing something when you guys were having that conversation. So I was like, damn. Okay, well, I uh, also haven't seen Baba Duke, so. I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. But I'm also, I mean, and I hate stories about like parents so um, oh yeah i did see okay i did see some of yeah. the discussion i watched last black man in san francisco and Ooh, actually, how was that i really enjoyed it actually that movie is mostly set in san francisco and is semi-autobiographical so a lot of people who are familiar with san francisco really enjoyed it and said That's it was good. definitely a love letter to san francisco i watched disclosure last night Oh, how was that? It was interesting. I don't want to say it was good because like the fact that we have to make this as a documentary is kind of fucked up in the first place. Sure. But, um, I really appreciated the moments of celebration within it, I guess is what I could say. Sure. Um, I watched The Five Bloods the weekend it came out. Should I, I watch the five bloods i don't like war movies um it's not necessarily a war movie I'll, I'll give you i don't like war movies either however that's why i when i saw that you posted on twitter that you really liked it i was like shocked <laughs> well i was just like chin scratch emoji like it has a lot more to do with personal relationship more so than it does about war if that helps. okay and what's nice is that you could tell these men apart <laughs> like, i think that's also pro- part of why i don't like war movies i is can't because- tell white men apart in war movies i'm sorry all like, white men look the same they really do they really fucking do you all have the same haircuts it's true same jawline time to go on my letterbox because I've been been watching Hannibal. I never got into Hannibal. (laughs) I I was too much of a Pushing Daisies fan when Hannibal came out to like even consider thinking about Hannibal. So why? Because they're made by the same guy. And no, I know that, but like I just was really sad that Pushing Daisies wasn't given another chance because Pushing Daisies is one of those series that's like Okay. Oh, every two years, there's like some rumor that Pushing Daisies is going to come back in some way and you get properly finished. And then. Okay. I get do. that. I was more yeah. thinking, like, why wouldn't you want to watch something made by the same guy? But I get that. Yeah. I, I had watched season one of Hannibal back mm-hmm. when it was coming out. Not like at the same time, but like shortly after it finished was when I really started to get into it. Mm-hmm. And then like season two came out. And for whatever reason, I was just like. I was not in the mood to watch the first episode of season two, like mm-hmm. when it came out, and then I just never watched any more of it. And then I hear you. I just kept existing. And then I was I was on Tumblr, so like I kept hearing stuff about like uh, Hannibal's queer bait, and I was like, okay, well that sounds bad, so I don't really care. And now that it's on Netflix, and more of my friends are either watching it or talking about how much they like it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll give it another shot. Mm. And uh, it's been it's been pretty good. Uh, doing a rewatch of season one right now. Excited to, to see where the rest of the seasons go because oh, I a- avoided a lot of spoilers for a long time. 
I respect that. So, yeah. I also watched Athlete A, which is the documentary about uh, the girls who were sexually assaulted by the Olympic. Is this the Netflix one? Yeah. I. That was really uh, hard to watch. Okay. One. Yeah, I know it's going to be really hard to watch. But two, I hate the promotional image for the documentary that is like the girl doing like a gymnastics thing and like the handprints on her butt yeah it feels really gross why would you do that especially with the topic i know like yeah like why would you do that Mm -hmm. considering the gravity of the topic at hand but i i might i might see if i can stomach watching it's it's worth the watch i suggest it um i also watched final girls which wasn't that good but i had fun I've heard about Final Girls. Did you watch Final Girls because of Queer Wolf? Yes, I did. That's another thing. Panda and I have both been listening to Queer Wolf. Attack of the Queer Wolf Wolf, is queer horror podcast. Yeah. 110% recommend uh, if you care about the idea of a queer horror podcast because it is extremely fun and uh i've mostly been listening to episodes where they do movies that i either have opinions on or have heard of and would like to hear other people talk more about and uh i've been really enjoying it brian fuller was on an episode of attack of the queer wolf i don't remember which episode he was on now that i think of it but i did listen to it and it was uh it was a fun time i feel like i've been finding a lot more voices of people who are not straight through this podcast like i am obsessed with bj colangelo she was on like a self-care episode which was really I haven't really gotten cool. to that one yet but I have it downloaded yeah it's really fun and I found her to be super insightful and she recently just got married to her wife so <laughs> and so some of the episodes so her wife is trans as well so like she talked a lot about just some of the emotions that surrounds horror as well as like as being a lesbian but then also just like trans people and stuff like that and how mm-hmm. trans people are treated within horror and stuff and oh boy yeah yeah and like she also gave advice on how to be like how to handle stress and like what to do during this time and all this stuff and i just found a lot of what she had to say super insightful and i found her incredibly charming and sweet too <laughs> so i was like uh, follow on twitter.com lick lick so I've really been enjoying Queer Wolf and it's really refreshing to hear a mix of voices and a mix of like ages because it's three people. One of them's like our age. Another one's a lesbian black woman in her 30s. And then I don't know. I literally can't remember what the guy's name is. It was I only care about Ned. of Queer Wolf about Fright Night that Brian uh-huh. Fuller was on. Nice. Was, uh, nice. It was delightful. Yeah. Have you been watching anything else besides Hannibal? Sorry, guys, but this is now our media talk podcast. Surprise. Well, we, combination well, we did episode. almost 30 minutes about a podcast idea. Yeah. And like 10 of it was about Johnny Depp, stinky little face, but it's fine. Well, it's what he deserves. It is. Summer Camp Island season two came out mm-hmm. and I've watched, I watched it twice the day that it came out. Uh, it's the one reason that I have HBO Max now, besides also getting to watch the new Adventure Time episodes, which I've seen the first of. Summer Camp Island is really good, and but it's also not for 
everyone. It's very it's very much geared towards like a, a younger audience, not like a baby audience, but it's a little more baby than stuff that is popular among adults who like children's entertainment. Okay. But I think it's it's fun and sweet and it the new episodes on HBO Max are really good, so I'm really hoping that it gets renewed for another season and i've been waiting for these episodes to come out for a while the new adventure time episode really good actually i was a little worried but uh honestly like it just felt like more adventure time which is exactly what i wanted out of it but it's in a longer format the episode is 45 minutes i didn't know that was even a thing Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Adventure Time is doing, like, a limited run series on HBO Max called Distant Worlds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard about this. Okay. Or Distant Lands or something. And uh, the first episode just came out, and it stars BMO, and it is, it's really good. I really enjoyed it, and I was glad to see that they could, I guess, keep the momentum for 45 minutes because Adventure Time regular episodes were, like much shorter than that mm-hmm. i hear you i'm trying to think of other. i <laughs> uh much to jimmy's chagrin i have been watching the uh nickelodeon sitcom big time rush stop i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i am this way i'm sorry <laughs> but it is a it is it has become my junk food show that i watch when i'm like not when i want to just like not think about anything else because i watched some of it when i was when it was actually coming out when i was a teenager but i guess i respect you it's all on hulu so i guess i was re-watching glee for a little while yeah which i did mention one of the last times we recorded but i have not watched any of that in a while so you know Thank if you pick and choose you're you're cleansing yourself i'm trying to think of other things i've watched I've been back on that manga grind, so. Oh, yeah? What you been reading? So I started rereading 20th Century Boys because I don't love myself. That's a series that I've heard you mention many times. It's like my favorite written piece of media of all time as far as I'm concerned. Even more than Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad, Teresa? Beck isn't good. Beck isn't good. (laughs) Listen, I did not choose to like Beck as much as I do. It just happened. I... I get it. I started reading Chainsaw Man, which is not good. I don't know what this is. But it's kind of fun. It's a well, first of all, it's like the first Shonen Jump property I've read literally since Binha in 2015. 2015. I didn't actually know you read any My Hero Academia. Oopsies. So there's like 20 minutes when I was into Binha. Well, I know that you like were casually sort of. I never thought of you as into it, but like you were within cir- circles of people that were. When the first episode came out, I was really into it. And I actually like speed read it. I don't think we ever really talked about it when yeah. you actually liked it because the only time, because <laughs> I, di- I didn't end up watching it until much later. And the only opinion that I knew you had about it is God damn it. Why are there so many problems with the female characters and why is this invisible girl naked all the time? That's that's still how I feel. And that's how I kind of felt while I read it. So um, when the anime first came out, I read it. Why do they have an adult entertain like an 
what what do you even call midnight she's like the the porn hero and she works yeah. at a fucking high school like get go away like why are you teaching children i'm like let's be real you could be a sex worker clearly and teach a child like by okay all but, means, like i trust that but, but like don't bring the sex work into your thank you yeah like classroom and like especially if that's her whole hero gimmick too as well and if she that's what i mean hero teacher that's yucky i don't like that yeah like it would be one thing if she was like i don't know a horny hero outside of class but like it's literally like her whole thing and like it happens in the presence of children also bad so i read up into about mm, the bakugo rescue arc so I, that's yeah. actually not that's pretty far in yeah i i was reading it like every week for a while there wow. and then i just realized how bad it was and i just stopped which is <laughs> what i do with a lot of things i still like my hero academia but admittedly like like one of the like whatever the latest season is has been out and dubbed for like a while now and i still have not watched it even though mm-hmm. like i have access to funimation now yeah oh i did that's a lie i have read another is jump i don't know is it um let me find this out it's is what demon slayer a jump yeah okay yeah so i read like the first 40 chapters of demon slayer as well i read like three chapters of demon slayer and was just not really feeling it and figured i'll watch the anime eventually the anime is not that good i am <laughs> but i also only watched like five episodes so i really can't say sorry guys i'm just mean and hate shonen anime yeah i guess i mean look if if someone has made it this far and listening to this podcast i feel like they know that by now you all know what my tastes are however i did start reading a trail of blood yes and you and i both watched the same was it a ryan hollinger video no it was a super eyepatch wolf video that's what it was i was i knew it was a guy with an accent and so close enough yeah well uh, the reason i thought ryan hollinger is because he does uh like horror stuff so that's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i went for that man with an accent and not super eyepatchable the more (laughs) obvious choice so for people who don't know what a trail of blood is or are more anime and manga normie than my cursed niche ass trail of blood is written by the person who is responsible for uh, Akunohana, which is also known as the Flowers of Evil. And a lot of people know this series because the anime was done like half 3D, half rotoscope and has like a really cool animation style that's a lot different than most anime. And more recently, he did Inside Madi, which was... I think it's done. It's done now. I don't know if it's like done being published stateside, but it started publishing the fall 2018 year. And I know this because I was supposed to read it for Anime News Network, but they never sent it to us. So that's the only reason why I know when it started getting published stateside. He does a lot of like psychological horror and A Trail of Blood is about... I don't want to give like the full plot because like... I mean, Super Eyepatch Wolf does, in fact, spoil it, but, like, I feel like it can be explained without getting the first major spoiler. I mean, the first major spoiler happens within the fifth chapter, so it's fine, but it is a manga about a kid whose mom is incredibly overprotective of him, 
and something really awful and startling happens and the mom is responsible for it and the whole manga is about this kid living under his mother's finger as well as realizing what she's capable of and how can you get away with it like get away from it type deal and i so it's about like 70 something chapters i I did see that it is going to be brought stateside sometime this year, but an official date has not been set yet. So I'm about 40 chapters in out of the 75 or whatever. And it is really good and really suspenseful. And I highly recommend it to anybody who can stomach something like this. Uh, There is a little bit of blood. There's not self-harm in it i guess there's it's not necessarily gaslighting in it either but it's more like a we won't talk about this even though we both knew that this happened type deal and when it is briefly mentioned she's like never mentioned it again so like i i don't think that's necessarily gaslighting because like it's not like he doesn't question that it really happened like he knows for a fact it happened so um i don't think it's gaslighting in the traditional sense but more in the way that we have morphed the term gaslighting into i think is um a better way to describe it i think the art style is so powerful the facial expressions in it are really really important to the whole entire series because like you can watch and see what the mother is thinking through her facial expressions you can see the absolute fear in the main character Seiji's face like all of the stuff and so often I feel like in manga we kind of see like shovel faces even in like the most beautiful of manga and we don't really see facial expression this severe in manga as a whole so i'm really really enjoying this for multiple reasons and probably once the first volume comes out i'm probably going to end up buying it which is reserved for like only a handful of manga i actually read online so yeah i it's really good it's really i highly recommend it for people who like psychological horror um, I just saw on Twitter that this is not really related, but I just saw on Twitter that the Sony animation president says that there will be more R-rated animated movies due to them being easier to make remotely than live action. Interesting. That's but interesting. That I hate scares me. I at hate the same time. quote unquote adult animation. Yes. But I'm at least interested in the idea of focusing on doing more animated movies in general yes but i also hate that sony purposely hires non-union animation studios for oh rip i did not know yeah like for instance i think one day at a time is being brought back as an animated series but it's not a union based wait um, what animation studio yeah i think so fact check this yeah okay yeah yeah i am i am seeing this with your own two eyes. I don't I don't love this art style. <laughs> Me neither. But also I never cared about one day at a time. I tried really hard to watch it and it just wasn't for me. I get it, but I will I will go on the record as the one day at a time stand. I think it's a a good show and I think Netflix was stupid to cancel it. Respectable. Speaking of Tuka and Birdie is also coming back. Too. Yeah. Like, speaking of Netflix's so stupid happy. decisions. Yeah. T Stubby loving Tuka and Birdie. Because um, it slaps. Everyone yeah. go watch Tuka and Birdie, really. Yeah. And then it's gonna come out uh to Adult Swim in twenty twenty one, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Um, should we wrap this bad boy up? Should we do a good vibe zone? And we should. Day? Now that okay. we have rambled for 47 minutes, we well, can. Yeah. Go to the good vibe zone. Teresa, what have you brought to the good vibe zone? Tomorrow, I start a journalism workshop. Wow, tell me about this journalism workshop. I really don't know what's happening. Um, I saw a tweet about it online. It was free. It was for people who wanted to pursue journalism. And I don't necessarily consider myself a journalist because I don't really do hard hitting news media or anything like that. But I figured it would be super helpful to sit through and learn some things. And especially as I get more and more serious about starting a website with good friend of the show Audrey I've talked about the reticulation I feel like before I definitely wanted to kind of like I didn't want to just walk the walk I wanted to talk the talk so to say I guess talk the talk walk the walk reverse but (laughs) I signed up for this course I really don't know what's going to go on but it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I mean if it's awful it's awful and I drop out but if it gives me useful information then hey I'm going to learn some really cool stuff so I start tomorrow and I'm really scared, but hopefully it gives me some insight on writing stuff. I look forward to hearing about this. Oh, you'll see me have a breakdown like on private Twitter. Don't worry. 100%. I know. Thanks. For my my offering to the good vibe zone, let's see. I've been listening to the Animorphs books on audiobook and I just finished book 10 and I've been really enjoying it. Animorphs cool. is good. I've never read a single Animorphs book. I had not really read them until this past year. And you know what? Like, I feel like they're definitely kids books, but like, I feel like they hold up, honestly. Cool. That's really like, awesome to hear. <laughs> and the the production value that has gone into the uh, audiobook versions, they're like, they have a different narrator for each book to like different, because each book is narrated by like a different person mm-hmm. of like the main cast. So they have like a different narrator for each book. And it's really cool. Like they have like their own unique voices and the ways that they uh, do even like the other characters other than like their narrator character. And one of them is, uh, one of the narrators is McLeod Andrews, who does the audiobooks for the Lawyer Cats books. Oh, hell yeah. So that was really, uh, that was delightful for me to realize with my ears when I heard his voice on a book that I started up. I don't know if they're going to be doing more than the first 10, because from what I understand, the first 10 audiobooks were recorded like all back to back, and they had been releasing them like two per month but then i imagine that the national the the worldwide pandemic has thrown a wrench into that production schedule so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if they'll be doing more books after book 10 but uh i have enjoyed them so far and they have uh been a joy in my life while i've been cooking and doing dishes i love that for you i'm so glad you are finding enjoyment out of that also there's gonna be an animorphs movie apparently i don't know i don't know why we're not attempting to just do a netflix show which would make a lot more sense for a series that has like 54 books i feel like that would definitely be way better as a netflix series all book series should be tv shows or miniseries yeah that's it 
Agreed. And tweet. Like, like, stop trying to compress books into movies. It Re-tweet. doesn't work. I, I agree with that big time buster. Anyway, yeah. So I guess that's the end of our Good Vibe Zone. Yeah. If you would like to follow the show on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanatis. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. Oh, oh, also, um, an article I wrote published. That's a wow. good vibe, though. It's been up for a while now. That's why I forgot about it. Um, I wrote something for Anime Feminist. You did. You talked about it in uh, one of our previous recordings that you've been working on it. Yeah, so that's out and published, which is really exciting. Yay! I got to write about uh, Kyoko Okazaki and her works Pink and Helter Skelter, which uh, Helter Skelter is probably one of my favorite manga of all time. And I talk about how uh, Okazaki views women, how she writes about women and how self-sufficient they are and all that jazz. And it was such a wonderful time working with anime feminists. If you're a writer and you do care about that kind of stuff, I cannot recommend enough working with them. It was so scary but so uh fulfilling working with them i have to say so i'm a, a big fan of rye online so uh i was actually my editor <laughs> yeah really I, was say, I, I i knew that so i was i'm glad to hear that uh you had such a great experience yeah it was it was some good stuff i gotta say oh yeah. yeah there's we also have a tungle.hell but whatever a what a tungle a tumbler who i don't know t- her Never heard of it. Don't know what that is. Um, But you can send us ideas for podcasts and fun ideas and comments to our email address, which is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. Or you could send us ideas and comments either from the Twitter or to our personal Twitters. Or I guess if you have our personal emails, those two. If you have my personal email, uh, that's a little concerning. That'd be a little weird. Yeah. We, If you liked our theme song, that was Cold Attack Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. That was by our producer, Jimmy, who you can follow at Jimothy Jam on Twitter. Jimothy Jam. Um, um, I remember I had another thing I was going to say for the Good Vibe Zone, which was that I followed the artist who designed the revamp of the Psy Bunny. I followed him on Instagram and he apparently his name is Anthony Conley and he uh apparently took a look at my Instagram account because he liked my summer camp island pride month drawing that I did. (laughs) I'm gonna ride that high for like the rest of my life. I feel that that's really funny. I love that. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pand. Everybody, it's time. I guess it's time to watch Summer Camp Island to make Panda happy. Yes, stream Summer Camp Island season two on HBO Max. So they will give it another season. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, everybody. Good night. should have made my good vibe zone that now all i do is drink black coffee and listen to noise rock music you started drinking coffee i did (laughs) oh i'm so proud of you